Hello out there, M-Twaddy listeners. Today we have a special interview episode for you, but I just wanted to give a heads up at the beginning. There may be mild spoilers for the Strings Attached tour. Uh, we'll be talking to J.W. Halford. He is the man in charge of the VIP experience for Weird Al's tours going back to 2015. And uh, you may know him better as the host of Weird Al Jeopardy, and he's also in charge of the posters that we've been seeing for each show on the Strings Attached tour. So we have a very exciting conversation with him, but just beware of spoilers. Ooh. All right, let's get on with the show. Thank you for joining us. I'm Weird Al Yankovic. I'm Dakota Rimmer. I'm Garrett Hale, and this is the first and best podcast on the life and music of Weird Al. It's a celebration of one of the greatest creative minds of all time, but it's also comedic, inquisitive, and obsessive all at once. Oh, it is. So strap in and allow me to give you an inside peek into the minds of people who, let's face it, are better than you. Whoa, whoa, Al, no, we, we love our audience. Yeah, Al, I mean, come on, that's not exactly the kind of show we had in mind. Well, okay, fine, but don't blame me if you wind up looking like an idiot. Well, it's probably too late for that. Welcome to Me Talking Weird Al to you, the only podcast that wants to talk to everyone in the world about Weird Al Yankovic. My name is Dakota Rimmer, and I got a special episode for you today. I always say special episode whenever I uh, have an interview guest on, and by now, as a listener, you know that. You know as, as soon as you hear the first consonant S sound coming out of my mouth, it's special. You're like, oh no, here it comes. Who's it going to be? Well, you already know, because you know how to read titles. Um, <laughs> I'm joined by J.W. Halliford today. Uh, how are you, J.W.? I am fantastic. How are you doing today? That's I'm, the S consonant. Yeah. I'm, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you got sometimes you got to <laughs> stick the landing on that S. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, what part of the country are you coming to us from right now? We are in Washington mm-hmm. in Airway Heights. We just got done with three shows consecutively in Seattle over a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. We met over 450 VIPs in addition to other people, so it's been a kind wow. of a brutal. Uh, it went up brutal, but it's been a, you know an endurance endurance match for the last 24 hours. So we woke up today and we're in a a different part of Washington, and it's it's a nice little place, a yeah. casino. This yeah. is what? Uh, how many times have you been on the road now with Weird Al? I've been on the road with Weird Al since 2015. So okay, I've been while. doing it for. A, yeah, no, a good a good while. It's family, you know. Yeah, it's always good to be back out with the fam. Yeah, so if uh, if if people don't know, uh, JW here is in charge of, <laughs> I guess traffic control is one way to put it. But uh, uh, you take care of the VIP experience, the, the kind of hands on stuff when people come to see Al, whether it be well, what 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 is it called this time? I know it was VIP experience on the Vanity Tour, and it was the Czar experience for the Mandatory Tour. Is there a name for it on the Strings Attached Tour? Well, we it's called the meet and greet experience, but really mm-hmm. what we um, have been titling it is mm-hmm. the greatest meet and greet of all time. And we say that for a plethora of reasons, but mostly because <laughs> there is no other meet and greet in the world that comes to close to touching the experience that you get at the Weird Al meet and greet. And you know, <laughs> we, we accept any challengers or anything of that nature, but just know that we are the champions and... Uh, <laughs> My friend, That's right. we'll keep on fighting till the end. 
you know that's right absolutely uh <laughs> well i mean if it's if it's the truth that's what you got to call it right I mean, it, it why is lie? the truth you know well you know to 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 know you're the greatest and, and be the greatest meet and greet i mean i would you know challenge any other meet and greet in the world to contest to the value we're giving and i would say that <laughs> i don't think anybody is I would love to see somebody else's meet and greet come against yours. Like, who would even stand a chance? Nobody. That's what I'm saying is nobody. <laughs> so, I mean, we literally, so in the meet and greet this year, uh-huh. uh, you meet Weird Al Yankovic twice. Uh, you you nice. become fed. There's a cash bar. There's a whole reception instead of you just, like, standing in a line. You go through the line, get your photo made, get your photo taken, and then by the time you – beat them for the second time your photos printed and you can have it signed so you know i challenge anybody to do that and everybody seems to be absolutely happy but i don't think anybody you know will answer this call to action that's very efficient it's a really quick turnaround i I appreciate that another sort of responsibility of yours on on the previous tour was hosting weird al jeopardy was there anything that I, i know that you've probably talked about it a lot in the past but is there anything that you feel like you learned trivia weird al trivia wise coming out of that you know, what I learned is, you know, a bunch of these contestants, you know, they talk a big game, but once they get up there to the um, oh, no. to the, the hard <laughs> questions, they can't, are they truly fans if they don't know all it? You no, know, a lot of the questions were hard. I did learn a lot of factoids, but, you know, I'll tell you this much. Uh-huh. Um, there was one day when there was like a, so it's like right towards the end of the tour. Right. Um we were in Cedar Rapids or maybe Council Bluff. I don't know where it was. It was, it was a convention hall thing. And we were like, there was a storm coming in and all the crew was in there. And, um, we decided to play weird Al Jeopardy. And I literally smoked the whole board. I, you know, I, I was just, you know, ace almost every single question without doing it. So there is some little tidbit factoids, but you know, when you create over, I mean, I feel like it was like 7,000 or something questions. I couldn't tell you for sure. Do you know who Jeff Nusura is? Uh, he's been on this show. Oh, yeah, Jeff Nusura. He's yeah. an amazing guy. He, he wrote is. a whole bunch of questions. I selected him. You know, I, when you select him and stuff like that, he's not necessarily like reading them all. Right. I'm just, well, I'm, I'm reading them, but, you know, like, you know, not like memorizing the information. And, and I did sure. pretty well playing the game with with the group of people i like knew every answer yeah we've had when jeff was on here he he's he's gone over a couple of them with me and told him about some that he wrote some that al wrote himself and I, he actually stumped me with one of them i was like man this is because I, i'll do weird al trivia on this show from time to time but some of the stuff that he came up with is just next level i was like okay that that requires like a keen eye and a keen ear <laughs> Right. It like, oh, like some of them are almost impossible questions. And like, so the thing about Weird Al Jeopardy that was cool is only three people got selected. But then, you know, sometimes you'd get some some duds up there who, you Mm -hmm. know, well, let's just say they didn't know a lot about Weird Al. So, um, (laughs) well, there is a uh, there is a cash bar as well. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there there definitely is. And you want, you know, you want people like, but then sometimes you'll get like a, a seven-year-old kid up there, oh, yeah? and it's like hard questions, and he's just, pew, 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 you know, it. just aces. Yeah, no, I like it's like, whoa, I can't even believe this kid knows so much. So it turns out, you know, people like studied for it and like were amped up about the competition, and you know, as they should be, as it yeah. is a rite of passage. Very important ceremony was held, and <laughs> it just, uh, I mean, 
it, it was it was big stuff. It was a big game. We took it very seriously. You know, you know, some of the questions. Sure, we took away everybody's points if I didn't like them or something like that at the end. But that's just the way the game yeah. is played. You know. Oh no! Yeah, it's it's amazing. It was a, a spectacle to watch too. No, it, it was a spectacle, and you know, I hope that someday, you know, if you guys liked it we, and it's appropriate, we can, you know, reprise Weird Al Jeopardy for season two. That would be a good, a great uh, sort of a question to put out to our listeners. Should they? Should you all reprise, bring back the Weird Al Jeopardy? Get the get the. It is listeners. a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know I had a lot of fun, but um, we, we'll never know. I don't know if it was appropriate for that tour, but yeah. who knows what the future holds. We like to also, you know, just in the spirit of Weird Al, keeping things, switching, changing the palette and switching things up yeah. is important to the VIP program, you know, because, you know, he is as a person you know, and an artist, you know, his thing is reinventing himself constantly. And That's true. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like Taco Bell. It's like because the same ingredients but you know it's always new and refreshing and something good well t- speaking on that uh something that we want to talk about that's going on on this tour that goes hand in hand with the the meet and greet experience as you call it is these uh one-of-a-kind posters that are individual individually unique to each show to each tour stop rather um now you're you're the one behind that right when you say that you're in charge of that. What all does that entail? Did you actually assign the artist like what the subject matter for each show? Yeah. So really, what happened was like long or long story short mm-hmm. is we found out we couldn't. I found out that Weird Al Jeopardy was not an option, and I was or like the VIP program that we typically do, like a pre-party or something, was not in the form that we could typically do. So I wanted, you know to be involved and make sure that there was something of detail and value and of substance to, you know, because we've put so much detail and thought and everything mm-hmm. into the, the different programs in the past. And that's what was made it, you know, extremely rewarding. So we, you know, I, I did make uh, right around when that happened, I, I made a detailed list of about well, I, well, basically, I listened to every single Weird Al song again, and I and I went through, <laughs> and I had thought about different images from the songs that would make strong poster images. Okay. And then I made a list of those, okay. and then I took all the dates, and then I started, you know, playing around with different, um, you know, with different geographical or places that would make sense with the poster image. Of now course. some of those got switched around like originally there's a lost poster of there's like a skipper dan poster that never saw light that was for orlando but i just liked i felt like the um i want a new duck you know also had the kind of orlando feel and kind of you know it was like the the submarine ride at disneyland so i thought that that also played and it was just a stronger image um but yeah no i went as far as to doing that and then you know as the artist's so we used a, a company called Nakatomi to mm-hmm. do to source some of the artists for us, but I still provided them completely with what I wanted the poster image to be exactly. And then, as they sent it to um, to us for approval, I, I kind of was fine tuning and making sure that certain things were, you know, created into the poster that I felt made that the the references 
stronger because what I wanted it to be is a collection, a diverse collection that celebrated the Mm -hmm. entire catalog and back catalog of references of Weird Al without any, well, there's some repetition, but not to have, to not really have too much repetition besides artistic continuity. Right. So, so for the, so the artists that were chosen were picked entirely by Nakatomi Inc.? No, no, absolutely not. So you no, actually we, picked so some of these artists. I picked some of these artists. Yes, absolutely. Oh, cool. I some of them are old friends of mine. I went to art school way many many moons ago. And some, <laughs> you know, a, after you no, know, some of them are Joe Kappa. So Joe Kappa, who did some of the you know more favorite posters of the tour. Me and him are actually oh, I'm actually producing a cartoon with him. Oh, that's amazing. That, <laughs> that will be coming out and uh you know we've been working on that for the last year and I have known him since high school. Uh the guy who made the Bob Dylan poster is a guy named Hunter Nesbitt who I went to high school with. Some of these people, oh, wow. you know, Priscilla Witt, who made Specialist City is a girl that I worked with at a restaurant when I lived in LA. Wow. And you know, it's a lot of them are friends of mine that I just gave very clear direction to. Wooden Cyclops, he did like twelve posters. He was one of the first people yes. to uh, do the posters with with us or kind of sign on board. He was uh, he commented on Instagram on at the Owl Watch post, uh-huh. and then I looked at his artwork and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And so I just I actually like hit him up, was like, oh, I want some of your artwork, and then you know. It didn't pan out, but then I just hit him up about the posters. You know, I really like that kind of style of image. I feel like it lends to, so his are more of like the rap pink style, but I feel like, you know, with the Weird Al thing, you know, you could mm-hmm. either go, he's got this, the safe, you know, there's the safe zone, but he, he has, you can just dive into this whole other Mad Magazine kind of yes, pulpy yeah. version of art that I personally really enjoy, and I was happy to, you know, kind of get to make those things. So, you know, for example, like, you know, I knew that wooden Cyclops would kill it on a poster that was like living in the fridge of like rotten <laughs> fruit, just because it lends right. to his specific style. Uh-huh. And then, you know, towards the end there of the poster creation process, you know, it, we, it was just, you know, the, the clock was ticking and we were getting them in, you know, so uh-huh. like we, we got some of those in, you know, last minute. Like, I think the last one that we did was actually in. The last one we, we got made was was the Red Rocks one, which was the Harvey the Wonder Hamster. But I knew specifically, you know, like, so, like, on the piece of paper, or as it's like an Excel document I created called Poster Storm, mm-hmm. you know, 2019 or something like that. And going into it, we, <laughs> I was referring to it to everybody as the um, – the great Weird Al poster campaign of 2019, like on email, it's like <laughs> subjected that. Like, so I knew, like, you know, and my intentions were this is going to be amazing, you know, like yeah. to have it such have a war- to have it have such a warm reception is heartwarming, and you know, it makes me me very very happy that people do enjoy it because you know there was a lot of thought put into it. I, I mean, you can tell, and you've hit on just now so many things that I that I was curious about, um, especially like Joe Kappa's work. After seeing his work on this, I've I've started following him uh, elsewhere on social media, and I just love his stuff, especially since he did the one for Nashville, the show that I went to with the apocalypse kind of theme to it. That that, that yeah. poster turned out amazing. Yes, so like you know, our company uh, does 
Metallica posters and they they do a lot of Metallica posters and I was like you know I bet that wow. it would be awesome like so literally specifically on the piece of paper it says just like a Metallica looking poster that says Weird Al Yankovic but <laughs> it's Alpocalypse and so there was originally another poster so like this is like how deep into the process I was okay. there was another guy who was making a poster and like I just felt like it wasn't on the mark uh, and he and and then I just was like you know what, we're not going to, we're going to just completely redo it and start yeah. from scratch. So if you work, then that's, I feel for the guy, but it was it, like Joe Kappa's uh, apocalypse one is, mm-hmm. I mean, that one's top notch. When he, when he, you, when you start getting these posters sent to you too, and it's great. It's like Christmas every day. When every it's like, day. All right. Yeah. They nailed it. Yeah. And then, or there's like the, the couple that, that aren't on the mark and you're like, okay, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like there took, there were some that required a lot of work, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like you had an idea of what you wanted and it was fun to see someone like someone put their spin on that. Right. And so here's a fun story. Like my friend okay. from growing up, Ian Shahan, you know, his little, so we were at first, I was just randomly reaching out to people. We knew that Nakatomi would, would do some of the posters or, or source some of the artists nonetheless, you know, okay. you know, Tim Doyle is a great artist and he did, he did some great work. And then, you know, they just kind of have a network of people. But then I also, you know, didn't want to be limited to just using one person. To, I wanted to be in control, you know, it was mm-hmm. my thing. And I went, and I, that was important to me to just kind of do that. So, you know, one of the first people I reached out to was, uh, I found out that, my friend from growing up, Ian's, who's also friends with Joe Kappa, okay. uh, we were like all high school buddies, find out that his brother's girlfriend made a fish poster. So I'm a big okay. fish guy. I love to go see the band Fish. I collect concert posters anyways. Okay. And I was like, what? We got to see if she wants to do a poster. So then her, she's Kathleen Neely. She made the Minnesota State Fair one. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, the, the twine ball poster. Yeah. And so she did That's a great, great. But then also Th- Thomas Shahan, who I've known since, I mean, I can remember running into him in, in uh, you know, when I was in elementary school. He's the guy who made the Atlanta poster and the Conan and the Barbarian poster. And it was just like, wow. hey, you want to make some posters too? <laughs> like, <laughs> and so we just get, you know, having a clear direction, it's easy to kind of take people from <laughs> the pot and, you know, you know, this is what we want. You know, if you tell someone what they want, specifically Thomas's poster is that Conan the Barbarian one. Mm-hmm. So that one was the first poster that was made, and then the second okay. one was like, and like first it was like a pretty daunting one. That was the first one that was sent to me. Okay. And I was like, whoa, okay, we got something here. And then uh, you know, shortly after the wooden <laughs> Cyclops, like a surgeon, one came in. And was like, okay, maybe this is gonna work. You know, because for a second there, it's like, oh, what. A- I got myself into a situation where I have to do all these things. It's like yeah. it's really creating a, a a whole bunch of extra work for myself taking load. on the yeah. responsibility. <laughs> yeah, but it was you know it's great to see that people like it. You know. Yeah, it's it's it's. I like the idea that this coalescence of artists that you've either met or heard of or are tangentially related to throughout your life all were able to be. You know, you were able to pull them together to help you with this project, and it it turned out great. So I think that's great. That it feels like part in in some small way, your life has been building to this. <laughs> right? No, isn't it weird? No, like so. Yeah, it's like a kind of manifest destiny situation where yeah. it's like all these different people, and then there, you know, there's people like so. Another person, David Kale, mm-hmm. 
he also worked with me at that same restaurant that Priscilla Witt, PC Witt. She's a great – she became – like so you just keep in contact with these people yeah. on Instagram and on social media. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but on – you know, I am on Instagram. And, like, you see, like, I this girl, she was – she became this amazing mural artist. And we just casually knew each other. This other guy from the same small circle of people when we lived in Hermosa Beach, California, mm-hmm. David Kale. He was, he was friends with the audio guy, Tim. Okay. Um, he um, he was his roommate, and we used to hang out. And like, you know, I was just like hit. I thought that he might, you know, I remembered his artwork, and I thought that he would do like. I was like, you know, who would do a good like, you know, a song that has a lot of information on it? And, and I thought of his artwork and like, like you know, randomly reached out to people to get his information again. And like, you know, he he did a great job on the Albuquerque and the everything you know is wrong posters. And then, you know, the Rocky road poster kind of came a little bit later. That was one of those, Oh, we need posters, posters. Um, but that one came out awesome too. I love that one. Yes. Yeah. John Mayer liked that one. It was like, yeah, John Mayer, it's gotta be all right. (laughs) That's pretty random. (laughs) Yeah. Jim Gaffigan liked the, uh, like the, uh, sauerkraut one you know the albuquerque so oh, that's, that's a good one it's cool when you say when you get to see the the different like that's one of the coolest things like when like <laughs> famous people or entities start commenting on it like yeah. that's how i found wooden cyclops it was like because he's so wooden cyclops is like buddies buddies with portugal the man from my understanding he makes okay. their merch i think he went to high school and stuff with them but he was just commenting back and forth with them on the owl watch and i discovered uh-huh. him and hit him up because i thought his, his stuff was really cool but you know, like on the Jurassic Park Fort Wayne poster, there, uh, you know, Amblin Entertainment yeah. commented on it and said something. You know, so it's like, so it's like people are wow. seeing it. So that you know, that's a rewarding in its own right to sure. to have uh, people uh, enjoy and you know know about something that you've worked very hard on because i really was toiling away you know hacking away at this thing for a very long probably like six month period that's good to see that pay off yeah right i mean i love that you said jim gaffigan liked the sauerkraut one because of all these posters that is the most jim gaffigan-esque one (laughs) is it does he have a sauerkraut thing or something no i don't know he just talks about food a lot Does he? You know, I, I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I just know who Jim Gaffigan is. A lot I, of his, I haven't really listened to his stuff that much. A lot of his jokes are about food and about being very white. And I mean, what food is whiter than sauerkraut? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. You said it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> J.W. Halford could not be reached for comment at this time. Right. The. Uh, <laughs> I said it, not you. <laughs> yeah. Um. You you talked a little bit about wooden cyclops. I I, I noticed the ratfink esque style early on, but I, I had to say specifically the the last poster, the one for uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. I love it. I like I really love the kind of idea that to to close up this tour, the final poster harkens back to Al's first television appearance. Like that that poster is so amazing, and it's not even really the same style that Wooden Cyclops had been pumping out up until this point. It's a little bit different, but it's it's so perfect. It's amazing. Absolutely, and that's actually the second version of that. And you know, so like that's what I thought. You know, I, I had all these ideas, right? And I, you know, you want to phrase them in a way that makes somewhat yeah. sense. You know, so like um, I knew that Albuquerque, I wanted to save towards the end, and then I knew that, you know, then I was like. 
patchwork pants. You know, I had a Tom Snyder patchwork pants thing. Uh, okay. The original version just had Al, not Bermuda, on it. But uh-huh. I, I, I had him redo it just a little bit. And I just knew that that was like, you know, that's where it all began. That's where it should end. And it was a nice, you know, capstone piece. It's a great thing. I did want to do Albuquerque second to last. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to, uh, you know, just hit him with hit him with some good stuff right there towards the end. And, you know, one of my favorites and one of the laters to be done, actually, is the Secrets of the Universe one, too, which that one I love a lot, too. You know, Joe's got that amazing 3D... Yeah. sort of style mastered yeah. i i just love how it looks but you'll notice the cut like so like it it goes as far to have like you know those donuts and hot dogs right next to each other right next to the van of white with the donuts and hot dogs mm-hmm. with the twinkie wiener sandwich and the the off the deep end one yeah. you know one of my bigger regrets of the tour is yeah. not making the off the deep end simpsons donut-esque one be for Simpsonville. That, that was a huge oversight on my part. Oh, wow. And I'm kicking myself to this day for that. <laughs> like, this was that's like, so like, the, stop dragging my car around. It's like, that's Rimrock Auto Arena, you know? Like, it's yeah. like that kind of detail is put into the selection of the places. That's pretty cool. I, I had wondered about that, if there was some sort of gr- geographic semblance between these things. And, and it's, it, it became more of an obvious answer when it got toward the Canadian ones and there was a Canadian idiot one. And then other things right. like that. So, but yeah, I think I think that worked out. Some of the one you you start to see the detail that goes in, not just the poster, but in the actual timing of the poster. Right, and that was kind of the idea going into it. You know, do some of the do some of the finer details because some of these are inc- like intricately detailed with like Weird Al lore or just sort of little little things that you wouldn't expect what are some of the finer details that stuck out to you that you like kind of took you by surprise on like on my so like i'll tell you this much originally the vegas poster didn't you know had just vegas in the background and i was like you need to change those titles uh not really in that tone but somewhat (laughs) in that tone i I made them change all the titles in the background of the vegas signs to different types of hernias that's amazing like that would be by the way. Song. that's such a good one yeah right and then so the stop dragging my car around like you know i like i was very specific about making them have a snaggle tooth necklace mm-hmm. and then making the tow truck <laughs> be on there so that people knew what it was because if we, we weren't hitting the references you know then like it, that was just really important to me you know and so then like you know the king kong one we, we, we were calling that george of the jungle so that it was oh. um, so that it was a song reference, you know, because yeah. it is. And then, you know, what is really great about that was without even saying that, you know, so you'll notice none of them have any sort of caption or anything. They just show the artist without even telling you what it is. Yeah. The fans in the comments decipher that themselves. And so someone when someone comments that it's just it's super cool that that's that's the situation like um even like on huh. the the fat or the fat one, which is uh, the Peoria, Illinois Blues Brothers one. Yes, yeah. That one, um, that one, uh, you know, the generic Blues Brothers. That's amazing. You know, that's someone yeah. like that they can even if you know. It's like the cool thing about art is you you find the meaning yourself, yeah. and you're allowed to interpret it yourself. But the fact that everybody you know can be presented with the equation and come to the same common denominator is it's it makes you it's very rewarding it makes you feel like you know you did something that's important so i i'm glad that people you know recognize that 
as something cool because that okay. was the intention. A lot of people, and this may be something uh, that you either can't speak on or just can't speak on yet. Um, I've been seeing this pop up in the comments on on the posts concerning these these posters more and more. Is there any plan to release a book of these posters? Because <laughs> a lot of people are wanting that, I think. Man, I think if a lot of people are wanting it, let your, you know, yeah, let let it be known. I would, there would be nothing that would be a greater honor mm-hmm. than to have these, uh, these posters become a book. That would be extremely rewarding. I mean, I can't say enough. I was literally hacking away at these things mm-hmm. for about six months. So like just to have people, you know, respond warmly to them on Instagram, you know, was amazing. But if that became a thing, I mean, I would be over the moon excited about that. I don't know if it will or not. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, I'm not a publisher of books, but I think that if people wanted it, you know, there should, there should be some sort of outlet where they can get it. They're, they're available digitally and on t-shirts right now, but that, that would be a cool yes. culmination of the project. And, you know, nothing would be more validating to me than to have that be the situation. I think it would make a great book too. And so, Imagine if you will, if like you were just like working on something nonstop, and then like you know, someone should make a book out of it. That just is a very feeling feeling. So, like even if someone just says that and casually mm-hmm. in passing, you know, it's it's very. I appreciate the positive response. What's your favorite poster? I'm kind of curious. Hold on, not What's to mine? sidetrack you, but yeah. Oh, uh, I, like I said, I'm really partial to the Nashville one, but my absolute standout favorite is the the dissected. Dissect is the wrong word for it. It's kind of like a um, uh, there's a word I'm looking for. It, it was the cover of Polka Party, but it was more laid out than than messy, like the cover of Polka Party was. Right, so the that Richmond, one was, Virginia you know, one. Yeah, so the the Richmond, Virginia one. Yeah, because you know why that one was selected is because in Richmond, Virginia. There's a punk culture. Like, it's where Guar is from. Yeah. So if you go out and like the cool kids in Richmond, Virginia are all punk people. So I thought, hey, that would be a great place yeah. for the punk thing. And then the Ofong Studios guys, this yeah. Derek O'Leary, I believe, he they randomly hit up Jay. And I was in the you know, I was vetting out trying to find people to do the project. Yeah. And like I, you know, gave them that and they they absolutely nailed that one. So I do like that one a lot as well. They just did the Indiana Jones one for Indianapolis, which is um, also <laughs> great. Good, I didn't yeah. think about that. <laughs> right, that's pretty good. Yeah, we actually have a friend uh, who's a uh, consistent contributor to this show, who lives in the Richmond area and or in the greater Richmond area, and is in a punk band. And so right. when that came out, we were like, a, "Hey, look at that!" Everybody in Richmond is like, like you know, like the uh, you know cool kids and whatever like the Abercrombie and Fitch I guess when from my day or that's <laughs> punk there you know like because Guar is from there yeah so uh if you've been there you know that Richmond like the cool kids are punk rock but so that's why that was a great fit for that area right and Roanoke Virginia has weasels and that's why weasel stomping day was picked Man. up just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say uh, are they known for weasels <laughs> they're known for their weasels <laughs> It makes me want to go through every single one of them one at a time and and just see like why why it was that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, because there is there's deeper meaning, and you know, yeah. If anything, I think it's also inspired people to create Weird Al artwork. You know, it's like he's got such yeah. a vast catalog of cool stuff. 
And if everybody, you know, I've had people reach out to me that are artists that are great. And, um, you know, I, I love seeing artwork. So art, art is important. And I agree. It's cool. Like the medium of Weird Al as art is a, a beautiful thing. And yeah. To make help compose that and, and make that a thing that people are, are doing is really fun and rewarding. Well, he just has such a huge, like, a swath of things to pull from, like ideas and, and, and topics, you know. So, yeah, there's there's plenty to go off of. Yeah, there's absolutely, uh, you know, when you start doing it, you, you go through all the things, like, what would be cool posters. Some got scrapped and some got moved around, and then you go back to the well of what's going to work. It, yeah. it's, it's an interesting, pro- it was an interesting process, very long-winded. But, you know, in the end, I think we did the right thing. Yeah. It needed to be done. It had to be done, you know? So let me just pick out one or two standout ones and ask you if there's anything else. Like, for example, one of the, a really, really great one that spurned a lot of conversation between the Weird Al group, the Weird Al circles around here, is the Nature Trail to Hell one for a Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion. Why was, was there a grander reason why that was picked for that area? Yeah, well, no, because it's like, have you ever been to Guilford, New Hampshire? I have not. It, it's literally like a summer camp there. Oh, and okay. so, so ironically, so, so it's like it's like a summer camp for roadies. And so <laughs> it's on Lake Winnetachi where uh, What About Bob was filmed. Okay. And it's, it's a summer camp vibe. And so I knew be, that was one of the first ones that was selected as a place because – that's kind of it was it's summer camp vibe if you've been there you know if you haven't been there you should go there it's literally the best venue in the country for fans uh-huh. friends like there's a miniature golf course back there they have all these bikes to to ride around on they feed you lobster for dinner but it's set up backstage and front stage to seem like a summer camp and so that one was an obvious choice and literally the meet and greet you had to walk through these like woods to get there and it was wow. like oh, this is the perfect poster but That's you know awesome. I, Jeff McClellan, who's one of the super fans, he's, yeah. you know, a great guy. He, like, he, I hit him up because he had made some posts. He had made a UHF poster a couple years back that there was only a couple versions of. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that, you know, you know, why not give Jeff McClellan a shot at, at these? And he, he, he aced it. They know, fun story with, I remember kind of having the epiphany of, like, we were, we were kicking around. He was going to do the Pittsburgh one. And uh, we were originally going to have the Pittsburgh one was originally going to be Cooney ninja kicking out of the supplies closet, right? <laughs> so <great. laughs> that was originally what the poster was. That was that was what I have yeah. down on paper. Like that was it was going to be like the, the supplies, like action shot yeah. of him kicking. I, I have a sketch of it and everything. So also fun story, you know, some of these I provided very detailed sketches. <laughs> That's um, awesome of what I wanted because you don't want them to get away with the eye, you know, like, cause art is different and every art, that's the beauty of art is like, if you're an artist, you know, that the interpretation is, you know, that's part of it. It's your viewpoint. But, um, originally it was Cooney jumping out of a supply closet. Eventually the wheel of fish came in, the wheel of fish poster came in and it was, it was a lot of Cooney on there. Okay. And I didn't want, you know, as you know, I considered it like, you know, a complete scope of work. Yeah. So to have Cooney in there twice seemed to me like that was a foul. So okay. we decided we wanted to do something Warhol-ish. 
Like, because uh, yeah. it was in Pittsburgh, and he wanted to do Pittsburgh because it was his hometown show. Okay. So and then, you know, I kind of kicked around these different ideas of what would be good. And, like, you know, eventually I had an epiphany of, like, what if – because we wanted to do a Star Wars one, too. And, you know, the Star Wars stuff is just so, like, you really can't touch Star Wars too much, you know, without yeah. it being a, a, a thing. And we really wanted to do that. And so then I was like, oh, my God, what if I put R2-D2 legs on a, on a soup can? And then that was like I had Jeff, Jeff McClellan make it. You know, and that's one of the best posters. The best part about it is Donald Warhol, who runs the Warhol Museum, came up and liked the poster, asked for a poster. So Amazing. to have like, you know, the, the art, it's like art imitating art. Is, you know, <laughs> that, that's such a cool thing. You know, like, Yeah, it's this whole thing of like Weird Al's built a career around – uh, imitating other like other singers, and then when it comes to his show or to his movies and stuff like that, other other movies and other other actors and things like that. And so now you've got what you've done is help let lended these artists the opportunity to imitate other artists themselves using Weird Al as the lens through which to do it. Yeah, as the medium. Yeah. Yeah, that was I a guess, very you know, hard sentence to say. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Yeah, it gets complex sometimes. You know. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a it, it is very cool. Um, I think I derailed the conversation though. Originally, no, we you're talking fine. about okay, cool. <laughs> I, I love hearing all the little details. I think the listeners do too. So don't even worry about it. Uh, let's talk about the the kind of uh, journey esque artwork that was done for uh, OC Fair by uh, Skinner Creative. OC, oh yeah, you like those? Yeah, Skinner Creative. Those are great ones. So with that was you know I thought that the. First of all, the Dr. Demento radio show one, that one was one of my personal favorites going into it. That one's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And that didn't get a lot. It's interesting which ones get a lot of love on Instagram and then which ones actually turn out as an amazing work of art. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, standalone, like what Instagram likes and what they don't, because that's where you particularly share them. Right. But um, those ones, I I knew that I, I did. I provided with the Skinner Creative, I wanted a... Uh, Dr. Demento's Skull and Crossbones, and that's what he came up with. And I actually am pretty pleased with that one. It, Twinkie Wiener Sandwich, you know, we yeah. that one was just like, we just wanted it to be a stylized Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. Okay. So that one where there was not a, a lot of direction given, but I do think that it came out very nice. It did. It's, it's interesting. And in, in a lot of these... Uh, are well. I already spoke on how detailed some of them are and how intricately some of them are. And then when this one dropped, I was like, "Oh, there you go. That one's it's kind of like pop art in that it's it's simple and modern, but it also kind of harkens, like I said, back to like uh, '80s rock cover album cover, like right." And that's you, you know the diversity that they all have, and we wanted to get some stylistic ones in there. You know, obviously the. The spatula city one's just a pattern of spatulas. I yes. think that that's nice. You know, it's nice to just put out a pattern of spatulas into the world because, uh-huh. you know, this is, if anybody, you know, was going to want a pattern of spatulas, it would be the Weird Al fan base. You know? Right. Yeah, that, that, that do, one in particular. Do what you will with it. Yeah. That one in particular makes me want a, a button-up print shirt. Like, we're all around is right. the, that, that, that pattern. It looks like it came off of a shirt already. <laughs> It's right, so she's a great mural artist, but um, the yeah, just the spatula pattern was is great, and it, it, there are versions of it where it looks like it's a shirt, you know. So, but yeah. I decided it, at the end of the day to, I just thought it was strong to have spatulas as a pattern. Right, 
the last one I'll ask specifics about is Alicia Treveria's uh, hardware store mixed with handy. Right. Where he has so I wanted a- angelic quality to him. <laughs> right. Well, he is, you know, he's a demigod, you know, <laughs> probably. He's yeah. a supernatural being. He's so full of creative talent, you know, that I felt that, you know, I knew I wanted to do hardware store and like, um, she kind of presented a, a, an earlier version okay. that I don't think had him, but I, that, I believe the earlier version, and I, I might be wrong on this, didn't have him with the hair and stuff. So I wanted to make sure that mm-hmm. we, if we're going to cover hardware store, that Handy is also included. And right. so she obviously, I, I encouraged the artists, you know, some of these artists weren't familiar with um all the stuff. So I was like, you need to listen to the song. I would send them the link, make sure they listen to the song, listen to the lyrics. And she did an amazing, that's actually today's poster. So that's kind of funny that you brought that up, oh, yeah, but she right. did an amazing job of listening to the lyrics and incorporating. Cause even in the details, it, it says, talks about the ball peen hammer and stuff. And originally I think I, you know, I kind of shrunk down the, the parking lot and everything like that. But mm-hmm. that one was a, an ace anyways. It, it, it was a good one anyways, but she just perfected it so that he's it's kind of all the tools and he's floating away from the hardware store. So. Can you confirm, this is something we were wondering about, can you confirm that all the tools mentioned in the bridge of hardware store are in that poster? <laughs> you know, if that's the case, I, I cannot <laughs> confirm, but I would, uh, I think that... I challenge anybody listening to this podcast to prove that wrong. <laughs> well, the thing is, is no one really knows what an autom- an automatic circumciser looks like. <laughs> so that's the one we're having problems with. <laughs> oh, but are all the other ones in there? I mean, Dude, that, that's what the thing about him. It's like these guys got some of these guys got so into the I intricacies think... of it, and you know, if you watch a Weird Al video, yeah, or you go you you channel back to back in the you know the details are what makes him so great is because mm-hmm. it's so detailed mm-hmm. that it's almost, you know, near perfection if it's not perfect. Because, you know, someone, the thought that goes into every single go, it's joke within joke within joke. And, you know, just the depth of the joke is what makes it so powerful. You yeah. know, and so to kind of embellish on that and harp on that is, is great. I think it'd be interesting, going back to the idea of a book, to have some of your... You know, some of the ones that you drew up a, a rough sketch for have that kind of next to what the final product was, or maybe have like a little blurb on there about what you were looking for and what was delivered. I mean, I if that happens, you know, let's get. I would say book first, and then we'll, we'll do that. But I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, we need to raise awareness be, for this. <laughs> yeah, let's raise awareness. The cause, you know. Yeah. Start a Kickstarter, you know, I'm sure if we had a down payment down that they would get to printing them right away. Yeah. You know, fun thing too, like, I don't know if you saw the VIP at all, but also the theme of this year's VIP was kind of just like art. And so like the main centerpiece previously, oh, it, yes. yeah. it was the Wheel of Fish. Yeah. And then before that, and then after that, obviously it was the Weird Al Jeopardy set, which we went real hard on. And then, you know, this one is a fake painting of Al. Yes, I That we made that. kind of like Vigo from Ghostbusters 2 or something <laughs> like that. That's right. And that kit was coming about at the same time, you know. And so, like, that's a, you know, a fancy art piece. And then we're making all this art. And, you know, when I first saw that, I was on Kelly Clarkson tour. Uh-huh. And, like, it came through on my phone. I found this guy on Instagram to do it. And um, 
and, and I was so excited. I was sending it to somebody. And you know how tour buses have these like pop outs on them so yes, that they yeah. extend. I was walking and on my phone, just so pumped about it, and I hit my head on this oh, tour no. bus slide. I chipped my tooth, oh. and so that's the story behind that painting. So it's just kind of great. So that is, you know, I consider wow. that a piece of the art made as well. But it's cool. That's that's a great story. Are you okay? Really <laughs> a thing. I use it as my like opening to it. That's great. Open uh, bags of things. Oh, that's uh, nice. <laughs> uh, Real classy. I know I said I didn't want to ask about another one, but there is one more because uh, my absolute favorite Weird Al song is is One More Minute, and Zombie Yeti turned in one that portrays One More Minute with some of the kind of uh, uh, scenes from the song. But I want to know, was there a version of that that was more graphic? Because the song, the lyrics of the song are pretty graphic, but the poster t- turned out to be kind of uh, PG. If, uh, if there I was, I think that there was, you know, I can't, that's a good question. I, I feel like we didn't really want to go too bad on it. I, I did add, I definitely added the flames, or I had him add the flames in the eyes. And there was a version where, the things were different color, but we didn't, we can't go too bad with it, you know? Oh, wow. Because we want to keep it somewhat family friendly, even if there is undertones of, of cool humor in there, yeah. you want to keep it so that it can be universally loved. And when you start throwing in other things, it becomes um, harder for people to take or and digest. That's amazing. I did not, until you said it, notice the flames in the eyes. But that's, yeah, that's like, I wanted the, originally it was like, the mall shop burning down. And that guy is a pinball artist. So he makes pinball things. He's, I think he wow. a, a variety of like pinball machines. That's so so like all the art on the new pinball machine. And that guy came through. So like, you know, we, I had this huge breakthrough. I don't remember who, like, I don't know if they knew each other or not, but somewhere deep in the process, mm-hmm. like way that month down the road, you know, I got introduced to hydro 74 who does a bunch of GI Joe and star Wars art. Okay. And I was like, hey, you do some great stuff. And he did an amazing job um, originally, you know, and then he kind of introduced me to Zombie Yeti. And it was just kind of this network. And it's great because everybody's just kind of got code names and we're just like Hydro 74 to Zombie Yeti. Uh, we've got a weird <laughs> out on our <laughs> Do you want to, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Zombie Yeti, he did, his was the best. I, I He was going to do another poster too, but it just, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty demanding to work work under. I think so. <laughs> but he, he like the one more minute one was great. Yeah, no, the, it turned out really good. You know, maybe one day there'll be a weird Al pinball machine. <laughs> you know, it'd be great. Oh, that'd stuff be good. Like. I mean, every other band gets one. Why not Weird Al, right? I, I'm saying. I mean, wait, do you think people would like that? I mean, I don't care what other people like. <laughs> I know I would like it. I like pinball and I like Weird Al, so let's make it happen. <laughs> you got to manifest it into reality. I mean, um, I've, I've, play, I've spent a lot of time at a... Uh, a uh, oh, man, now the name is going to escape me. Uh, Iron Maiden. The, the, the arcade here in Murfreesboro has an Iron Maiden one, and it's, right. it's pretty great. I love great. the new pinball machines. They're yeah. great. I'm glad to see it's making a comeback, you know. You know, one cool thing that I, you know, I saw the guy who wrote the Weird Al book has a blog. Do you know who Nathan Raven is? Oh, yeah. We've had him on the show twice. So Nathan Raven declared it on his blog that it is the golden age of Weird Al merchandise. 
it, that's all I thought that that was. Yeah, that's what he has a book with that says uh, it, we're now entering the sweet, sweet age, golden age of Weird Al Mertes. And what a, I mean, that just makes me feel so good because, you know, I, I, you know, I, I also did those watches last year that were, that yeah. was my thing. And then, yeah. you know, the posters and now the posters are shirts. And so I feel like I have a hand in that, you know, I, I won't take all complete credit, but I, it's great to, you know, feel like people like it. And I think that that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Uh, the watches were amazing. They, they, they remind me of the goofy watch, the classic uh, Mickey mouse, wa- or I guess there's a Mickey mouse watch too, but there was also the goofy version where it was his limbs going around. <laughs> Right, and that was the idea. Is I thought yeah. it would be a great idea to to have that be the situation. Like uh, I, I thought that you know for whatever reason the world needed a watch where it would weird Al's hands were moving around. That would be a, a, an amazing merchandise item. And then you know I think it was Jay Levy, his manager, was like, "Let's make it his legs." And so then it becomes even more fun. I feel like. Yeah. But that watch took forever to make. But you know just to do that and the posters as a body of work. And then have it be declared at the golden age of Weird Al merchandise. Right? Yeah. Is it is it wrong to ask you if you have a favorite one as the guy who had to be the go between th- of all the, uh, yeah, to all the absolutely. artists? Absolutely, I do. I do have a favorite one, and it was by Jeff McClellan. Okay. It's the Another One Rides the Bus poster. Oh yeah. And the reason why it's my favorite, first of all, I love how it turned out. But if you look closely into the crowd of people, I hid myself as the game show host in there. Right behind Dr. Demento. Wow. So you can see the JW, the Weird Al Jeopardy version of JW kind of in the crowd of people. And I feel like I feel like that was like a Vincent Van Gogh, Pablo Picasso kind of move. And I was <laughs> I was really I thought it was because it was a huge crowd of people and you wouldn't know yeah. to look if it was there. But that's because of that, that's my absolute favorite. Probably followed by I'm trying to think of what my second I like them all so much. I love right. the Skinner Creative one. The Dr. Demento one is also great and we no, I got to hang out with with Barry uh, or Do- Dr. D, Dr. Demento, <laughs> the other the other day at the OC State Fair, and he's he's such a nice guy, and and it, it's cool to see him be honored in the posters. Yeah, I saw that on your well. Instagram the same night you met uh, Jack Black. Uh, well, that was two nights. That was back to back. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, big night, you know. Yeah. Jack Black's a pretty cool guy too. He just control. Jack Black steps into a room. And he just completely controls the room. He's just like oh, that much energy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that um, another one rides the bus one is like Renaissance era meets Mad Magazine. It, it's really amazing. And the details on that one are crazy good. Yeah, and that's the thing is um, I just love it when I love, I grew up, you know, in, like through when I grew up, you know, it was Weird Al, Mad Magazine. That was like kind of my niche, comic books. Weird Al Mad Magazine, but more so Weird Al Mad Magazine. I got, you know, in 2015 or 2016, we did some stuff with Mad Magazine where we gave away the Mad Magazine as the merch item. So I eventually got to go visit Mad Magazine headquarters at one point. But I love that style of artwork. And I was glad that, you know, you know, concert posters can be different in all sorts of nature. But we could really in this particular avenue focus you know get back to what you know the mad magazine culture and i would say the mad magazine of all things would be the biggest inspiration to the, the poster series just the artwork that it has is i mean if you look there you know not that we're imitating mad magazine but i i like that it's in the vein of it very 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 much yeah it's great um well 
I there's I have one kind of last question for you, and it it's one that I've been told I must ask of all my guests because I stopped asking it for a while because I kept getting the answer that it was too hard to answer, and so I, I had to bring it back because people demanded it, and that is J.W. Halford. What is your favorite Weird Al song? My favorite Weird Al song is mm-hmm. "Everything You Know Is Wrong." That's a good that's one. An easy answer. Yeah, that's, and that's a great answer. That's because, you know, everything you know is wrong. When I was, uh, that's like hands down. My second would be probably either Melanie or the good old days. I like those a lot too. Those are great songs, but everything you know is wrong is, um, this whole journey I've had with Brudel Yankovic started with me randomly throwing everything you know is wrong on a playlist on Spotify okay. when I was working a music festival. And then I, I you know, cause I had gone, th- I was hu- super into Weird Al at one point. Mm-hmm. And then I, from that created a, uh, a, I was like, you know what? I should make just a Weird Al playlist throwback. Right. Mm-hmm. I worked for the VIP company. Um, and uh, so then I did that. And then, so then I was like, I was listening to this Weird Al playlist, like low key in my headphones. Like, yeah, this is tight. Uh, I sent my bosses an email that was like, hey, dudes, you know, Weird Al may or may not tour. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Like, um, he's toured in the past, you know, but it would be cool. What we should try to do is a Weird Al VIP program. Like, we should totally, uh, we should do that. Like, because I think that people would really, really like it. And yeah. it would be something that's really cool. And so then, you know, I sent them that. And then next week or something, the mandatory fun stuff came out yeah, and he was everywhere. And then we got the V like, so like kind of, I credit my whole journey with weird Al to everything, you know, is wrong because it was just like the song that I was like, I was jamming on it. And had I not done that, you know, the series of events that is my life now would probably not be. So that's very serendipitous. I like that. I, yeah, it's a good, it's a good answer. A probably better answer than, you've got in the past hey you know (laughs) maybe the best answer both the best vip experience and the best answer (laughs) (laughs) that's 100 (laughs) percent. and i challenge anybody else to have a better answer but if you do i doubt you uh do you what's your what's the post uh strings attached tour anything big in the works you know that i'm this was a lot of work going into (laughs) it just relaxing and i'm (laughs) I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna chill for like <laughs> at least two two to three months. Well, well good. Well, uh until we see you on the next tour, it's been really great talking to you about the show and hopefully uh uh you get that relaxation you need when it's all over. <laughs> all right, yeah, thank you, yeah. Uh and to everybody else out there listening, join us next time. I think after this we're gonna talk about the UHF stuff we've been <laughs> we've been uh hyping for a while. We're gonna finally get around to it. Um and until then, you know what I'm gonna say. Dare to be stupid. Bye. Bye. Me Talking Weird Out to You is a podcast on the Weird Mountain Network. Find it on weirdmountainpodcast.com or on Twitter at TalkingAltoYou. The hosts are Dakota Rimmer and Garrett Hale, and they can be found on Twitter at the underscore rumorverse and at GarrettHale89, respectively. If you'd like to talk to us about this show or any of the other ones on this network, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash weirdmountainpodcast. Consider leaving us a review on iTunes, because the world needs more good things. <laughs>